hello, and welcome, welcome, welcome to WDGS on your podcast station. And I tell you, I'm on today at an inopportune time. You know, for all you regular listeners, it's usually in the early a.m. before the break of day or it's the top of the morning. Rarely I come on in the evening, but I was just communing in prayer and I was compelled to come on this evening to share with someone, let not your heart be troubled. There are a lot of troubled hearts in the land today. And many of us, we just move silently because of the unknown. We don't know what's going to happen with politicians. We don't know what's going to happen even with our, our children, our youth, our babies. You know, I was just watching the news and they said that a 12-year-old, a 12-year-old, Someone shot in their house and wounded them. And it's like every day is so unpredictable. We don't know when we go out and about who's going to act up and act out on our jobs. You know, and I'm not employed, but when I say on the jobs or on the jobs to the places you have to go, you know, earlier today, I had an appointment, and after my appointment, I went by the bank, and there was a guy coming out of the bank, and I had to sit in my car for a minute because we have to watch as well as pray. And he seemed like he was angry, and he was upset, and like he was leaving out to go get something and come back. And then I sat for a minute, and I began to just talk to God. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, should I go in or should I just keep going on my journey to the other stops I got to make? And so when the comfort of the spirit said, go in, but go in, make it quick and come back out. And so when I went in, I told the young lady, the teller, I said, I sat in my car for a minute to debate if I should come in because I said, this a guy looked like he was really, really upset when he left out of here. She said, oh, yeah. She said, well, I think he's harmless. And she said, but he's just a little weird. I said, well, how can a weird person be harmless? (laughs) Oh, I hope that makes sense. And she said, well, you know, when I say weird, she said, because during the COVID, he would come in here and he would just squeeze the uh, hand sanitizer like we had the hand sanitizer stations. And he would squeeze it in his hand and he would stand there and just drink it. I said, that's beyond weird. So you trying to tell me I shouldn't be concerned if he going to come back in here when he do something like that. I said, can you hurry up and, and serve me? And true enough, by, I mean, by the soon as she finished, he did come back in. But, you know, apparently, I guess nothing didn't happen. Ain't nothing on the news. But I left out. But still, sometimes I'm just saying in the course of a day. This is why I live the way I live. I live with my heart in such a place I don't harbor, I don't hold, and I don't hate. And I let not my heart be troubled. 
I try to let nothing in this world trouble my spirit. And this is the thing about it. I have learned and not just learn, but I began to pray. Listen to me. You got to grab this. I began to pray and say to God, give me the strength to accept the things I cannot change. And I shall never forget. I was giving a conversation to one of my children some years ago, and they were there and they kept Dealing and they replaying in their mind and in their emotions about a relationship they was in. And I said, you know what? You you messing with your own head because you keep trying to make somebody be something you you want to see in them instead of accepting the reality of what you do see in them. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. Let me repeat that for all of those who fall guilty of the same thing. Sometimes you stay in relationships looking for somebody to be what you want them to be, but you're not dealing with them based upon what you see. Just because you feel and you think and you want somebody to be better, act better, and do better, that does not mean that's what they're going to do. And so how much energy is interjected into trying to look for something that's really not there instead of looking at the reality and saying, "Okay, I see this person for who they are. And this is what helps me. And let me just say what helps me solidify in my heart and mind relationships, situationships, because I accept people for what they show me. Oh, God, help me today. And if they show me who they are by being what they are, and that's one of my books, What Are You? And when you get that book, what it outlined what you are. Or by are uh, based upon the portals. It's available on Amazon. Ladies, what did God say? What are you? And until you identify with what you are, some people are just nothing but head space. They wake up every day and they be in their head. They live off their feelings. They live off their emotions. And when they don't feel good, they want everybody else to feel bad. And then when they lonely, they want everybody else to give them attention. And this is how people have conformed their lives to living solely and strictly in the flesh. That's what the Bible considers it. The flesh. And the Bible says that the flesh and the spirit, oh God, help me today. They're warring with one another. And sometimes I believe this is why some people's heart cannot be settled and their thoughts cannot be controlled because they live off their feelings. And so if somebody make them not feel good, then then what they want to do it's dirty deeds. Oh, God, help me today. See, and see, but when you got that place where your heart is not troubled, then what you will do, you wish the best for everybody. And when you live in that type of atmosphere, even though it could have been somebody that you know you getting your feelings about, but you wish them well. That's what the Bible called blessing. Blessing those who even wrongfully persecute you. And I'm big on telling people, God bless you. 
See, because when you bless people, even the ones who do you wrong, you know what that does? It always keep you in that place that no matter what happened, no matter where you come, whether you go, whether you stay, whether you leave, whether you move, whether you relocate, wherever you are in your life, you'll be able to live with the inner peace because your decisions are not defined by the way people don't treat you and you want them to treat you. This is where you get to the point to solidify, to solidify God granting you that serenity. That serenity, what you know when the Bible, when this, when the words say, because it's not a scripture, but it is a very profound request. And some people use it as a prayer. And some people use it as an affirmation. But when you ask God to grant you the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. And when I pondered that one day as I was speaking to God in prayer, I asked God, what is it that I cannot change? I can change my hair. I can change my clothes. I can change my shoes. I can change my job. I can change my connection with people. I can change where I live. I can change. I was just sitting there thinking, and I was thinking about all this stuff that I can change. So I said, what is it that I cannot change? See, it takes meditation to get the revelation. It's not something that people just think it just it, that. See, that answer just didn't pop up in my head because there's so many things we can change. So it took me to really get into my pondering. That's what I call pondering. And, and, and I'm pondering and I'm praying and I'm asking God what in all this stuff in the world we can change. What is it that I cannot change? And I remember hearing the spirit say. Other people. We cannot change other people. And so when God gave me that serenity to accept the thing I cannot change, and the thing was other people. And then we go to the next part and we say the wisdom to know that difference. This is what brings you to a wise person. When you wise enough to understand, we can't change other people. We can barely change our own self. Well, actually, I believe, this is my personal opinion, we can't even change ourselves. We have to rely on a higher power. We have to rely on the omnipresence of God. Can you think about that for a minute? If we got to rely on God to change us, what in the world compels us to really think we can change other people? Dum, 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 dum. I'm just saying, that's impossible. And so what can we do? Only thing we could do is wise up in the wisdom to know that difference, or we can stay stuck 
stagnated and immature thinking that that's what our lives is about. Trying to force other people to change, manipulate other people to change. And I know people do that. So if they can't get what they want, they tell lies, they fan flies. If they can't get what they want, they throw, they throw, they throw boomerangs because whatever people throw, it's got to be a boomerang. Listen to me. There's nothing nobody could ever throw at your life that's not Whatever it is, good or not good, is not going to come back to them. It's called karma. It's called reaping what you sow. Whatever you put out, that's why I like to put out truth. I like to put out blessings. I like to put out good because this is where I look for God to restore to me. And whatever happened in the course of my life, One of the greatest things I am always grateful is that I don't have a mean and a cruel heart. That I don't sit back and and, and ponder and fret and worry about what somebody else shoulda, coulda, woulda did. Check out my message on the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. That's not where my head space and it's definitely not where my heart space. Because more than anything, With so much stuff unpredictable in the world. I mean so much. We know not the day or the hour. And I never want to get caught sitting and stewing in my flesh and my feelings. Warring in the spirit about how somebody else acts that's not in my body. I cannot control that. We cannot change, but all we can do is work on ourselves. That's why the Bible said, let a man examine his own ways. So you know what I do? I constantly ask God, how can I help myself stay encouraged? How can I help myself stay strong and stand strong? How can I help myself even when people reject me and they do things that should make me feel bad, but I'm going to feel glad. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. I don't sit and stew on what somebody else do because what other people eat, I can't digest. I can only digest what goes in my own mouth and in my own belly. So that's why I ask God all the time, let me stay happy. Let me be happy. Let me be content. Let me not fret. Let me not worry. And let me not get in my feelings about anything anybody do and say. Because every single day, people used to have to worry when they walk out of their house, what they might walk into and run into. But now the way things happen on the news, some people got to worry when they in their house. And if we got to live like that in this dispensation of time, trust me, the last thing you want to do any day of the week is get stuck in your feelings of your flesh. You don't want to do that. You want to be right and nice and kind to everybody. You know, on my appointment this morning, I was sharing to the young lady because I was doing my Facebook post. And what I put on my Facebook post is sometimes some people, if, 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 
if helping them is hurting you, sometimes you just got to say no. Because sometimes people don't realize when you helping them, it really may be hurting you. Because you, first of all, can't always be available for everybody when they want you to be available. And so if helping somebody, trying to always be there for them, is hurting you, it's draining you. And a lot of people now, they have a lot of draining spirits. So I'm talking with the young lady, you know, that's assisting me this morning at my appointment. She said, well, let me tell you what gets me. <laughs> and I got so tickled. She said, it's the people that always asking you for advice, but they don't take it. But they constantly asking you. She said, and I be trying to figure that out because I be just like people constantly be asking me for advice. And when I tell them, they ain't going to do it and they ain't going to listen to it. And then she said, and on top of that, I'm only 22 years old. (laughs) So I got so tickled. But I'm thinking 22 years old. People listen. This young lady She already drained. She said, from people who, I said, well, baby, um, you add 40 plus more years and I'm still dealing with the same thing. I said, don't it vex your spirit? When people constantly looking for you to give them advice, but they ain't going to take heed to it. They ain't going to do what you suggest. So you be wondering, I, I told her, I get it. Why they wonder why they be asking you? And she kept saying, and I don't get it because I'm just 22. (laughs) I said, well, let me share this with you, young lady. Sadly, I have recognized and realized there are people that will ask they 10-year-old, they 12-year-old, they 9-year-old, they 8-year-old, they 5-year-old kids about choices. And these kids, they haven't lived, they haven't experienced, they haven't had a job, they haven't engaged in interacting relationships to really, really know. But trust me, it's just the type of people. And that's something you may ask, because in this season, I talk about disconnect, reconnect, and, 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 and connect. I said, and then, you know, when you connect with certain people, that's just their mindset. That's their thought process. They think they got to ask everybody for a suggestion and an answer. And they don't care. I said, listen, whether they five years old, 10 years old or 22 years old, they will ask whoever available. I'm just saying. And we laughed because they do. And they those are the spirits I told her that would drain you because they will ask whoever is available. Instead of taking the initiative and go somewhere and get some professional assistance or professional coach or professional guidance and deal with that person. And when you deal with that person, take their advice. And if you don't want to take it, find you somebody else that can accommodate what you need instead of running around the world thinking that everybody want to hear the same broke record that people be singing. I'm just saying hello. But my main thing on coming on today is what I was feeling the Holy Spirit say. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. So how can you eradicate 
a troubled heart. Well, I tell you one thing that I found to be most effective is prayer. Before I allow my heart to stay troubled, I get somewhere. Sometimes, just like, just like before I got on this podcast, I get somewhere and I pray. And I start talking to God. And I ask God to take whatever is weighing in my heart out of my heart. To create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit. And I ask God, whatever you do, Father, please don't take your loving arms from around me. Strengthen me in whatever area I'm weak. Build me up in every area where I'm torn down. And this is how I start feeling better. This is how I avoid thinking wrong thoughts doing wrong deeds, and it comes over time. But see, for so long, I stayed in that type of personality. I'm a person, I don't ever desire any harm upon anybody. I want everybody to be happy and healthy, no matter how they are or how they've treated me. I still want everybody to be happy and healthy, whether I know them or I don't, whether I, I know them and don't deal with them or whether I don't know them and may have to deal with them. Like the young lady today, that was my first time meeting her. But that's my heart of compassion for everybody, that everybody be happy and healthy. And if you ain't got people in your life and you're happy with them, then be mindful how you treat them. Stop throwing them under the bus. Stop making everybody fall out with them because you get in your feelings and you get petty. Because see, in this season, I'm telling y'all, God is removing people. He's he's disconnecting damaged people from undamaged people. People can't keep continuing to live like that. This is how you make your heart healthy and yourself happy. You let not your heart be troubled because you stop dealing with a bunch of trouble-hearted people. Oh, God, help me today. And so that's where I'm at. You know, yes, not yesterday, uh, about three, four days ago, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to put a pen in the podcast. I know I usually say that, but I'm going to do it today. I'm going to try to stop at 30 minutes. But I was going through some paperwork because I've been in my little motivation room and I've been going through paperwork and sorting through things and going through things and processing me. I just been I, I like doing me. Do anybody out there like just doing you? Just sometimes that's so refreshing. Just do you. Don't do no mama, no daddy, no sister, no brother, no auntie, no uncle, no cousins, no dozens, no friends, no friends. Sometimes you just want to do you. And then I was doing me and going through some documents. And I saw these little papers, a bunch of them, maybe about, well, I can't say a bunch, maybe about seven or eight. And they all was inside of another little snapbook that I have. But they were all phone numbers that I kept tucking back and tucking back over the years. And I hadn't looked in that book in a while, you know. And so... 
I decided to call these numbers. I said, let me call these numbers and sort out and weed out. If these numbers are no longer in service and these people don't have these numbers, some of them was people from my hometown. Some of them was people that I met along the way. And so anyway, I called the numbers and all of them was no longer in service or was no longer the person who number it was when I got the number, except for one. And on that one page, this particular person had three numbers, cell phone, home phone, and work. And I said, well, and because they was on the larger piece of paper because everybody else was just one number or two. So this one had three, so I got to them last. And then when I got to it, I was thinking like, uh, they just like probably the rest of them. They ain't, these numbers probably really don't work. Because actually, I had not communicated with this person since the late 80s. You don't hear me now. Let me repeat that. The late 80s. Did y'all hear me? 80s. And and, and I ran into someone that that they used to be married to some years ago, which was about 25 years ago. In the 90s or the 2000s, somewhere around 1999, I think I ran into them. And so they gave me these phone numbers to get in touch with this this person. And I'm telling y'all, it was like when I called the first number and they answered, I recognized their voice and I immediately said, oh, my God. And I had to catch myself because I know they might didn't recognize me. And then I so I immediately asked to speak with the person. And they said, this is she. And then I went again, oh, my God. And I said, this is Alfreda. And she was like, oh, my goodness. And so we began to talk. And she said, well, I'm up. No, she said, I'm on a call. Let me get back with you. Give me a few, about 15 minutes. She said, and then I'm going to call the other person that used to hang with us and put us on the three-way. So I said, okay. And see, when people Look, this is the thing with me. I am so glad that God has blessed me to have peace, love, and understanding. And so I don't allow when people are busy to get me in my feelings. So all I know to do is when people busy, I go get busy. So while I was waiting, I went ahead and started working on some other stuff, right? And so by the time she called back, I had got on another business call. And so I was well, the person was handling that. And then we was on the three way hooked up. And so I, by the time they got finished, because they was looking up and researching some stuff. And then I was able to talk freely. And I tell you, we had the best conversation. We talked about the good old times. We laughed. We got caught up enough to know where everybody's doing now, where everybody's living, and what's their status quo. But it just felt so good. Because it's it's, it's a beautiful thing. This is why I'm, I'm saying all this. Let not your heart be troubled. It's a beautiful thing when you bond with people and it's is on a good note. And when you connect and reconnect, it's on a good note. Because we never, neither one of us ever got in our feelings. We all had different personalities. We all had different relationships. And we all raised our children different. But that never kept us, and we are me anyway, 
from feeling some type of way about people. And you got some people just because you don't do like them and act like them and walk and talk and quack. They'll throw you under the bus and talk about you like a dog. Like what is wrong with people? Sometimes I don't have to be like them and they don't have to be like me for us to live, love and be laugh. And that's what we did. And, you know, one of them shared with me, which I thought was just so unique. She had two children and she said one of them actually lived in Africa. I was like, oh, how wonderful that is. I mean, just what both of them, neither one of them children live uh, 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 in the city that the other one didn't live in the city. They live in another place. And, 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 and then the other one's daughter live in Africa. And then the other one do live in the same city. But I was just thinking, how awesome is that? You know, and that's the beauty about life and living. And that's what you have to do to keep good relationships. When you got people that get upset with you because you move forward or they move forward, that is something wrong with that. I'm telling you, that's not healthy. And here and one of them, that's what they only child. And they live somewhere in a distance from them. And they is OK with that. And they and they moved away to another place. And their child is okay with that. And this is why a lot of times some people, even in families, can keep a good harmony because you don't have family members trying to control or dictate what somebody else should or could or would or did. Some people learn to embrace another person's decision and then get together when they can and kumbaya and be happy with it. Then you got some people, they get right nasty in their feelings because you don't move when they think you should move. You don't come when they think you should come. You don't go when they think you should go. And these are the families that you usually find that are dysfunctional. I'm just saying, because you got too many people want to dictate and control what somebody else like does. But then here's some people that God had me to reconnect with. Y'all don't hear me now. After 80 some years, and this is how God always give me a comfort in my heart because he let me know, look at these, these women and they don't live near their children. And one of them child decided to not live in another state, but in another country. And people are okay with that. And they still love and make plans when they can. And that means that child can't come when they mama want them to come to everything they want her to come to. And it's okay. And this is why God allowed the reconnection. And it made me feel so good, y'all, when I got off the phone. Because what God did validate in me, there are people and they know how to handle things like this. Just because you know people who don't, there are some people who do. And they are okay with it. And all I'm letting you know, Alfreda, you can be okay with your own choices just like other people can. And it's sad to me, though, when you allow your heart to be troubled because people don't want to understand you and embrace you for how you are, where you are, and who you are. But I want to encourage you again. Let not your heart be troubled. 
God always have a ram in the bush. God always have people that he will connect you to. If you've been disconnected, he'll reconnect you. He reconnected me to two beautiful spirits. Oh, we was just so happy. We was like little kids almost and reminiscing and, and just enjoying where we are now. And I'm telling you, it's been since the late 80s. I have not seen the person who I called, I know, since 1987. Isn't that something? And have not talked to them. But we didn't skip a beat. It was all fun and laughter. And even afterwards, we shared some texts. And then this is what she said in the text. I am just so proud of where you are today. And I said the same to them. I am so proud as well because she started her own business. You know, and the other one retired and she said she decided to, to work and go back to school and get her master's in business administration. Not that she needed to, but it's something she wanted to do for herself after all those years. And I mean, it's just a blessing when people do them. And this is how you let not your heart be troubled. You do you and do the best of you that you choose to do. And whatever you do, don't let bitterness and anger and envy and hatefulness and spitefulness dictate and control nothing about your life because it will always keep your heart in a place of trouble. Amen. Amen. And on that note, may the blessings of heaven flow, flow, flow down into your lives, meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. May this message download and upload in your heart to avoid your heart from being troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, Believe also in the goodness of God. God bless and bye for now.